This video is brought to you by Incogni. Today, more than 1,100 are dead in Israel and Gaza as fighting continues. Germany's ruling coalition suffers a setback in state elections and deaths mount in Afghanistan following a major earthquake. From TLDR News and from Liverpool, this is your daily briefing for Monday the 9th of October 2023. The Israeli military says Israel has suffered the worst day in the country's history, as militants from the Palestinian group Hamas on Friday launched an unprecedented attack into Israel from the Gaza Strip. Fighting on Monday morning, at the time of writing, continues as Israeli forces are still battling Palestinian militants in several key locations in southern Israel. On Sunday, Israel formally declared war on Hamas and has been carrying out a bombardment of the Gaza Strip. At the time of writing, at least 700 people are reported to have been killed in Israel, while more than 400 have been killed in Gaza. It's thought that more than 130 people taken from Israel, including civilians and soldiers, are being held hostage in Gaza by Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad, complicating Israel's military response. The Gaza Strip is the smaller of the two Palestinian territories, with the other being the occupied West Bank. The densely populated strip is home to more than 2 million people and has an area of just 365 square kilometres. While Israeli forces withdrew from the strip in 2005, Gaza has been under an Israeli blockade since 2007, backed by Egypt, which tightly controls its own short border with Gaza. Palestinians and aid groups say the 16-year blockade amounts to collective punishment and has created a dire humanitarian situation. Back to the current day, the large-scale surprise offensive launched by Hamas on Friday started with a rocket barrage and saw Palestinian militants break through the Gaza-Israel barrier and overrun Israeli towns and army bases in southern Israel, including Sterot, with a population of over 30,000. Videos circulating on social media showed Israeli civilians being killed and abducted with one particularly notable attack by Hamas fighters occurring at a music festival being held in the desert near Gaza. Rescuers say that they've recovered more than 260 bodies from the festival site. All in all, the Israeli military has called Friday's assault by Hamas the worst massacre of innocent civilians in Israel's history. The incursion by the Iran-backed group has been widely condemned by Israel's allies, with the United States saying it will send military aircraft and ships closer to Israel as a show of support. Unsurprisingly, Israel has launched a massive response, with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu vowing to fight back on a scale and intensity that the enemy has so far not experienced, adding that they will pay an unprecedented price. Reuters reports that Israeli airstrikes carried out by artillery, helicopters and jets have hit housing blocks, tunnels, a mosque and homes of Hamas officials, and the Palestinian Health Ministry says more than 400 people have been killed, including dozens of children. According to the UN, more than 123,000 Palestinians in Gaza have been displaced by the airstrikes. There's a lot more to be said about this story, which is still ongoing, so we've got a full video on the subject coming out on the TLDR News Global channel on Tuesday. There's more on the way in the daily briefing too, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. 
Germany's ruling coalition parties have suffered setbacks in two regional elections, seen as a key indicator of public mood at the halfway point of the government's term in office. In the western state of Hesse, which includes the city of Frankfurt, the conservative CDU, the country's main opposition party, remained the largest party in the state parliament and grew its vote share by 7.6 points to nearly 35%. The far-right AFD also made gains by rising from fourth place in 2018 to second place on Sunday, with 18.4%. Meanwhile, the Social Democrats, Greens and Free Democrats, who governed together on the national level, all saw their vote share and seat share decline. A similar result was seen on Sunday in Bavaria, Germany's second most populous state. There, the CDU's sister party, the CSU, which has led Bavaria since 1957, came out on top again, with the same number of seats as in 2018. The only gains were made by the far-right AFD, who came third, and the regional populist Free Voters of Bavaria party, who came second despite a recent anti-Semitism scandal involving the party's leader. All in all, the results reflect two things. One, that the fractious coalition government led by Olaf Scholz is facing widespread discontent over things like infighting, migration, inflation, a potential recession and more. The second story is that the AFD, which is capitalising on the frustration with the government and is successfully translating its ongoing polling surge into actual electoral success. Its result in Hesse was the far-right party's best ever result in a Western German state. In other news, human rights violations will no longer be investigated in Ethiopia, after no one supported the renewal of a UN investigation into the war in the Tigray region. Despite warnings from experts about ongoing abuses and future risks, the UN Human Rights Council did not receive a resolution to extend the International Commission of Human Rights Experts on Ethiopia's mandate before their deadline, potentially undermining accountability efforts in Ethiopia. This decision has drawn criticism from rights groups, highlighting the importance of continued international scrutiny in the face of human rights violations. The ICHREE's latest report highlighted the presence of common risk factors for atrocity crimes in Ethiopia and recommended continued international scrutiny. Since the conflict in northern Ethiopia erupted in 2020, the EU has been actively pushing for criminal accountability. The refusal to support the continuation of the ICHREE investigation has caused significant concern and backlash. Amnesty International has called for the renewal of ICHREE's mandate, citing the alarming report on conflict-related abuses and the risk of future atrocities in Ethiopia. In a statement, they decried the EU's decision, saying European Union members abdicated their responsibility to ensure international scrutiny of grave abuses in Ethiopia by failing to renew the expert commission. For the numerous victims of atrocities in Ethiopia who placed their hopes in the commission, this is a devastating blow. Moving on, aid workers are struggling to rescue people stuck under rubble after a 6.3 magnitude earthquake hit Afghanistan over the weekend in the western Herat province, with tremors also being felt in neighbouring Iran. According to the Taliban administration, over 2,000 people were killed following multiple earthquakes, with over 9,000 injured. These totals are expected to rise following the relief efforts that are now underway. If continued, these totals would make it one of the deadliest earthquakes to hit the country 
in nearly two decades. It's feared that the casualty list will continue to climb, with the International Rescue Committee warning that the lack of adequate equipment will lead to people trapped being unable to be freed. Pakistan and Iran have offered to send aid workers and humanitarian relief, along with China's Red Cross Society offering monetary aid. And finally, we end today's episode with some uplifting news from California, where Governor Gavin Newsom has signed into law a bill which outlaws hidden so-called junk fees. In effect, the law declares that junk fees, which are not displayed up front in advertising, are a deceptive business practice. One of the co-authors of the bill says that now consumers will know up front how much they're being asked to pay and no longer be surprised by hidden junk fees when buying a concert or sports ticket or booking hotel rooms for their family vacation. A couple of years ago, Jack was the victim of identity theft, and he only found this out when he got a court letter saying that he owed money to a broadcast company for an address that he'd never lived at. Now, he's not alone either, with victims of data breaches rising by 41.5% in 2022. That data is then very often being added to commercial databases, with data brokers potentially aggregating your personal information, including your names and aliases, social security number, login credentials, home address, location history, online activity, and much more. All of which is available for purchase by businesses and could fall into the hands of criminals. Fortunately, Incogni are here to help. Incogni reach out to data brokers on your behalf, request your data's removal and deals with any objections. Plus, as brokers often continue collecting data even after takedown requests, Incogni continues to keep watch. So whenever a new record pops up on a data broker site, Incogni will automatically take care of it. Even if you're not concerned about your data being stolen, we all deal with endless junk mail and robocallers, both issues that Incogni services can help cut down. So create an account with our link in the description, grant Incogni the ability to work on your behalf and sit back as they make you safer. Plus, by using our link, you'll get an exclusive 60% off an annual Incogni plan. Thanks for checking it out and thanks to Incogni for sponsoring this video.